Hey, this is Holt. This is what happened last time. On our way to destroy the Eye, we met a giant kin named Kaya. She was traveled in search of a Kruthic hive. It was in the same caverns as the forge we needed, so it worked out in our favor. We destroyed the hive, and after a dealing with a handful of elemental guardians, we found the lava forge and destroyed the Eye of Iatui. Relop also used this as an opportunity to hatch his red egg, and this little chicken came out, unaffected by the fires. We left the caves and camped for the night, but we awoke to find the nearby trees ablaze. Sun's just coming up. You made camp in kind of a hurry and said goodbye to Kaya, and she made her way east as you moved your way south towards Ronsaman. And in the distance at this point, the whole hill is ablaze from relapse fire ibis. If you remember, it'll take about a day to get there. Once we wake up and the camp is pretty well broken down. I'm just gonna look over to Merck and say, so shall we? At east? Yeah. Okay. But just a point of note, your uh, fire chicken, whatever the heck it is, this might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how to train a uh, fire ibis at the moment. Is that bird just sitting on Relapse's shoulder or something? I assume at this point. That's not setting him on fire? Nope. Alright, well. Mm. Seems to have taken to me. I'll see if I can't keep him sedated overnight. You want to take that bird into a city? Oh, I'm not going to a city. At least not anytime soon. So you're going to go into the woods and set those on fire instead? I'm going to go bury my brother. Right. I think we were all going to do that, weren't we? Are we going back to Rontamon now? Can we just send a sending to uh, make sure that the city's alright, and then uh, move on, I think. Renwell wanted us to go back with the ore so we can make the fort. I want to bury my brother, so... Uh, I'll try and make the path as clear as possible. I think the Ibis should be able to illuminate the path. If you want to just catch up to us, that's fine. Okay, so you're going... Where are you going? Uh, I believe east-southeast. Skirt the Undrag Peaks and head east from there. So from the road leading out of Rontaman towards the east? No. East-southeast from here. From the camp. He'd be coming across country that way. Okay. Lucan is planning to help Relop and follow his path. Alright, I'll do ascending then, I guess. I was confused as to what we were going to do. So she'll do ascending to Renwell. Renwell, it's Xanafia. Please give us the status of Rontaman. Do you require aid? We are looking to head east. He says things have quieted down since you obviously did your jobs. 
cutting straight east through the hills may not be as fast as following the road back to Rontanen first. He says everything's quieted down since we destroyed the eye. They're no longer under siege as far as I can tell. However, he says we would save time by taking the roads back to Rontemann and then leaving via Rontemann. It's up to you. Well, if Renwell's been here, he knows the area far better than I do, so... Okay, we'll go to Rontemann and hang a, la- or hang a right then. Alright. If it's quicker, we may as well, right? Right. So we'll head towards Rontemann. Throughout the day, you do see some random skeletons for the first time in a long time. They don't make a beeline for you because you're no longer holding this magnet for skeletons. That's refreshing. It's a brisk autumn day. Before long, you're working your way through the stone giants as before. And just as night is falling, you get Rontamin in your sights. There's some smoke coming up. You see the smoke first, obviously. But it looks relatively intact. There's some sort of crane working on the wall of the south. And as you get closer to the city, you can see there are remnants of an army there. You know, broken, smoldering siege equipment that you can see off in the distance and scattered skeletal bodies and scorch marks here and there. And you do find, too, that, you know, you're not going south of the walls. You can just go to the exit that you came through. But you do find a standard laying there. It's kind of a faded black field with an orange torch on it. And it's lying next to some skeletal bodies. Had we seen that in Fire's Heart? Roll your perception. Fifteen. There was a torch on the chest of that undead knight that you guys fought. In fact, it glowed. Did it look kind of similar? Yeah. Well, he was definitely here. And she'll point it out to Merc. I mean, so I don't get to fight him. I figured you'd be all about that. Eh. I didn't see him being much of a challenge. Night's falling as you enter. The Patchwork Battalion lets you in. And again, the place is relatively intact. There's some skeletal bodies. You know, they're cleaning up what, what had been shot in with catapults. They apparently did some sieging with real ballistas and catapult so there's some damage on the inside but it's really not too bad the place is still intact anyway and the guard that lets you in says well you missed all the fun is that what you would call this well not exactly i guess but uh it was it was kind of scary stuff but there was you know there was something that must have happened i don't know what it was but it was like the fight was knocked out of them you know they they just suddenly weren't as weren't as hard to deal with they weren't as adamant about getting to us i guess i don't know how to explain it but at the end of it all a knight in dark armor stood on the crest of that south hill all by himself just out of cannon shot and then he just disappeared over the hill Mm. that wasn't fun that was a scary thing to see well you all did a great job so hopefully we don't see that knight again well that wizard certainly did a lot of a lot of the work for us, I'll tell you that. Where is he? I don't right know. I haven't, I haven't seen him for a couple hours, I suppose. Is able to just kind of nod at that and look to the rest of the group. Are we staying here? 
what time of day is it? It's nightfall. You spent the day on the road. Why don't we get rest and we'll leave first thing in the morning? What do you think? Yeah, that's fine. I'll uh, meet you guys at the east gate. Which direction to the east gate? East. Okay. <laughs> we'll go ahead and head over to the east gate and set up the hot outside. So you hey, um, don't even go into town? Are you skirting your way around? Yeah, I'm just going to the east gate and you know, you maybe on the 100 feet or so past the gate. I'll go ahead and set up the dome. Do you want me to join you? You can if you'd like. I plan on leaving first thing in the morning, so. I go with Relop. Khan will go with Relop, too. Zane wants to talk to Renwell. Hold, follow Zane. Nothing going on outside. They find their spot and set up camp kind of early for the night. No more forest fires? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a lot of forest around here. Oh, that's fair. I'm going to try and use one of my uh, leather strips and tie it around the uh, ibis's foot, see if it freaks out or anything. Make a animal handling check. Yeah. This will <laughs> go well. <laughs> I give an advantage? <laughs> no. Out <laughs> with a firebird. Uh, I, don't, I don't blame you. Uh, eight. Uh, it doesn't really like that. Well, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of burns it up. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, just try and keep him close to me overnight, and hopefully he's not a nocturnal hunter. Relop, what are we going to do with this thing? Yeah, I don't have a good answer for that at the moment. I selfishly wanted to see it hatch, but... And was right, this thing's a monster. <laughs> I don't know that I'd use that term, but... Yeah, what? yeah. I wonder if it tastes good with paprika. <laughs> We're not going to get that hungry on the road. Probably cooks itself. Convenient. So, Zan, you don't have any good answers from people on where he is right at the moment. You know that the tower to the south yeah. is the one that he's in, but you were also brought there and let down into that. And sure. so, this time of night, you're just kind of looking to see if you can find Remy or find anybody that knows where he went. He just apparently disappeared after the end of the battle and nobody's seen him since. But the city's kind of going back to business. You know, they're doing lots and lots of repair work. But things are still rolling. It seems as though that, you know, the tinkery, you can hear the work in the forge. There's all kinds of things happening in town as the night falls. All right. Uh, we'll just wait at the, I mean, as we're getting into the tower to see if we can find him. Okay, just kind of wait at the base of it. Well, I mean, they were letting us in, weren't they? I'm sorry, into the... Into, into the tower? Corner? Yeah. Remy was the one that brought you to that tower. Right. And then you guys went down instead of up. If you go to the tower right now, it's basically just the, the guard that asks you if you want to come up for some reason. But they don't seem to have any real understanding that there's more to this tower. All right. I can do another sending and see if I can reach Renwell. Sure. Renwell, it's Anafia. We're in town. Where are you? Can we meet to discuss matters further? He says, I, I need some rest. I will contact you in the morning. Right. But we're leaving in the morning. 
<laughs> All right. Hold, do you have anything else here you want to do? Yeah. I kind of want to go back to the Thieves Guild. I'm sorry, you what? I kind of want to go back to the Thieves Guild. I was under the impression you thought you left on terrible terms. Yeah, yeah. I think so, at the very least, before we head out, I would like to offer an apology. Do you think they'll accept it? It doesn't really matter to me if they do or don't, but I could at least feel with a slightly clearer conscience for myself. And how would you feel if they attempt to kill us? I'm not worried about that. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> They're thieves, not assassins. You say potato. Because that's how you say it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. Are we the ones who have all the metal? Because I have a bag of holding, he has a bag of holding. Technically, Relop does too? I mean, where did we put all the ingots? My understanding was they were in your bag and Hulk bag. I think so. I think it was Hulk and Zan. The empty bags got them. Got it. Who guess he's yeah. got the money. So, would you like to sell this material and then go to the Thieves Guild? Sure, but I'm going to let you do the talking there. Well, I guess, now that I think about it, would you like to arrive in the Thieves Guild with pockets full of cash? Good point. Let's go to the Thieves Guild. <laughs> Alright. So, we'll go to the Thieves Guild. Otherwise, it's the beginning of a really bad joke. Yes, it is. <laughs> a cleric and a... Cleric. I would walk into a Thieves Guild. With pockets full of cash. Yeah. With 11,000 gold. How much do they leave with? Go ahead and make a survival check. Remember, oh it's, uh, it's a little tricky getting around town here. That's right, I remember that. Do you want me to roll it? Or do you want to... One of you, one of you can roll with it with advantage. Since you've been here before, you're let, both trying it. I will let you roll. Yeah, Zan was pretty good at getting us around, I think. So, Alright, I'm going to roll twice. I got a 9 and a 16. 16 will get you there. You kind of walk through a couple of different places along the way. Outfitters Guild, if you've been through several times, seems to be this place that you keep ending up at. And right, I remember that one. On and you're like, oh, okay, all right, Thieves Guild, here we are. Oh, hey, hi. hi. Well, at this point, I'm letting you do the talking here. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Building up the confidence. I'm going to knock on the door, I guess. Actually, you go to knock it, and you realize that it's halfway open. You know, in most places, that would be a, something that would alarm you, but this is a weird place. Mm -hmm. It could be a trap, so. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be fine. Fine, it's fine. Fine. I will slowly, like, push the door open. Hello? So you see a few of the gnomes. You're not sure if they were ones that you saw previously, but they are playing cards in one corner. And then there's a couple other on the other side that are apparently drinking. And they kind of come up quickly to you, hands on their scabbards. Remember, they all have these daggers embossed on their scabbards. That it's supposed to mean something here. Right. I will keep my hands out to the side and make sure that you know, first, they're not pawing at me, but I'm making it very clear that I am not reaching for my weapons. 
What can we do for you? I'll switch over to Thieves Camp. We may have gotten off on the wrong foot. I just wanted to apologize before me and my friends leave tomorrow. You've got about three standing right in front of you. A couple others in the back of the room. One of them that is looking up at you has this gigantic gold chain on around his neck. He looks at you a little bit quizzically. Roll your insight. 22. This guy doesn't understand what you're saying. And thieves can't. Oh, okay. You had used thieves can't previously here, and they yeah. could, but this guy can't. Roll your perception. That is 23. You seem to remember one of the pig goblins that you guys fought wearing a comically large gold chain just like this guy's, and it gives you a bad feeling. Oh, well, that's not good. Do I recognize any of the other people? Like, you think you recognize a couple of the guys on the other side of the room that were kind of puffing up on you when you were in there before? Right. But you don't recognize these three. Hmm. In common, he says, I think you're in the wrong place. Thieves Guild only here. I'm going to speak up a little louder in Thieves Can't. I'm just going to be like, these guys new recruits or something? The guys in the back kind of look at each other and look back. And in Thieves Can't, he says, what? What? Roll your initiative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 19. Same. 19. Who's going first? All yours, sir. All right. You don't know what's going on yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hulk, you're going first. Yeah. But they're definitely pulling at their daggers. All right. The three in front of you are anyway. You're, the, okay. the ones in the back seem confused. I am going to uh, pull my short sword and with the pummel, I just want to bash the guy with the gold chain in the face. Okay. And I don't. All right. Because <laughs> uh, that would be a AC 11. You're using the wrong side. Yeah, yep. yeah it misses. <laughs> Use the pointy end. <laughs> All right, you want an offhand? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Toreador's Malice. I also only hit AC 11. So. Oh my gosh, Holg is playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm leading him into that false sense of security. They're thinking That's they're what it find. is. Zan, you see this gnome is dodging back and forth, suddenly being attacked by Holg, but you can tell that he's not trying to stab him. Are these three gnomes in kind of like a little tight-packed group, I assume? Yeah. I mean, they're kind of right in front of you, really. They were trying to intimidate you. Perfect. So, Zan is going to step forward, grab Holg by the shoulder, and push him a little bit aside as she reaches back and grabs her sword. And in a 45-degree arc in front of her, she's going to swing down with it lit with the radiant fire and blast in a cone in front of her. So I'll be doing burning hands at 4th level. Okay. So they need to make a dexterity 17 save. Right. And they will take 28 points of fire damage or 14 on a save. She'll be like, so get back! Two, and she'll pull back and just sweep down. At this point, two of them just... scream and jump backwards, and then the one in the center takes the full brunt of it and fries him, and when he drops to the ground, it is a pit goblin. 
it's the one wearing this chain in front of you. All right. So two of them just got hurt pretty badly, but the other one just dropped. So the rogues in the back kind of freak out because suddenly this thing turned into this gray-skinned, long-eared creature instead of one of their own. The two that are left there are going to swing at Xan. Warding flare on one of them. So the first guy does get a swing off. Okay. And uh, catches you for five piercing damage. Okay. And then four necrotic damage. Ouch. Are these knock daggers? Uh-huh, it is. Okay. But that's them. So one of them catches her, the other one kind of swings and misses, and Hull gets you. All right. Yeah, they're both on Xan, so I'm going to swing on one of them. That's uh, it. AC 17. That'll hit. Alright. Savage attacker. So. <laughs> New feet. Yeah. I'll <laughs> uh, be 30 points of damage on him. Jeez. Alright. <laughs> you just stick that right through his eye. Just put right into his head. And that's the end of that pig goblin. <laughs> Offhand? Yeah, on the offhand, I'll try to stab it into the other one. AC 23. Hits. And that will be three points of damage. Actually, that's enough. <laughs> really? After the storching, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, or the burning hands, sorry. Burning hands, yeah, yeah. So you just catch him with Toradora's mouse, throat opens up, and he drops to the ground. And the, get the other. Get the blood, get the blood! <laughs> <laughs> and the actual gnomes down there. Or, you know, on the other side of the room, it's frozen up. They're like, what is happening? And from down the circular stair comes Egger, the guildmaster that you had met before. And he's got a hand crossbow out. He's heard the disruption, but he sees what's laying there and stops in his tracks as well. You had creatures of knock in your tavern, sir. Just slack-jawed, and they all get a little bit closer, but it's like they're afraid to get too close. Sure. What are they? They're pit goblins. Nasty little they things. Kind of look at each other. One of them touches his friend, you know, like pokes at him, like trying to make sure that nobody else here is one of these things. Yeah, you well, may want to interview a, a few more people in uh, your building. I, uh, I might. They got some good stuff on them there. What's uh, what's going on with the daggers? Oh, anything worth, those. worth taking? Not not those daggers. If you touch these daggers, they will corrupt you down to your soul. You'll become a servant of Nock, and you will destroy everything that you love. <laughs> Roll your intimidation. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> so now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the whole like pointing at her and like yeah. yeah. Yep. Right, right. I'm going to actually take advantage <laughs> on it because oh, yeah. and the goblins and stuff. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> My highest was 21, so I'll take the 21. Yeah, they're just like, uh, okay, uh, can you get rid of those things then? We don't want to touch them. And so she'll like, I'll cast light on my hand for the effect and reach uh, down and like grab the daggers and place them into the satchel. Okay. Nice. Yeah, they're all equally impressed. This place has been purified by the Lucite Church. Count your blessings, and then we'll just walk out. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, as I leave, I'm like, again, sorry for getting off on the wrong foot. Burn those bodies. Tip your waitress. Wait, we need, we need blood. Did we get blood somewhere? Did we get blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Running back in real quick. I'm <laughs> just like, going to take one of the hands and just like... <laughs> I don't want to redo my cool walkout. You just go back in there and get the blood. Got it, got it, got it. You just right, yeah, awesome. jump in and just like, hack one off and then just like run out with it. Grab an old uh, potion container and yeah, yep. and just like just squeeze the hand in into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While she's outside, she's like, go back in there, go back in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, so <laughs> she's like, thumbs just, up. Like, yeah, nice. and as I'm like cramming that in there, I'm just like, forgot one thing. Yep. Now burn these bodies. Bye. <laughs> 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 All right. So, with that in mind, we will make our way over to the forge and sell some ingots. All right, go ahead and roll your survival again to get to the forge. Oh, sure. With advantage again? Yeah. You've been there right. before. We'll do that. 24 and... Hey. Yeah, 23. So, 18 and 19. That's nice. Yeah, as we're walking, I'm just... Hey, Zan. Hmm. How many more pick albums do you think are probably running around this town? How could you tell? They they look like they can look like whatever they want to. That's small, so yeah. they look like gnomes. They they look like halflings. They would blend in very easily in this population. Why? I'm just curious because if they blended in there, maybe this one over here is one. I'm just going to push one as we walk by. <laughs> 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 Off the side. <laughs> we got nothing. Bounces off the mushroom. We can be paranoid of everyone around us if you want, but it's not going to help anything. I suppose not, but I guess we could tell Renwell or something that maybe he wants to raise the city watch awareness a little bit more than, than normal yet, that he might not be fully out of the woods. Do you think if we have him meet with the Thieves Guild, they would tell him what actually happened, or would they lie to him? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> so I went around with Xana. Has she noticed, like, a jeweler's place or anything like that? Yeah, you find a place the sign says Smoke and Mirrors. I feel like you might have gone through this place, but didn't stop. That sounds familiar. It's kind of a sundry shop, sort of a magic shop, trinkets and things like that. And they okay. have, you know, reagents. They seem to have some scrolls. All right. We pass that on the way to the forge, or I just know where it is. Yeah. That's kind of the thing, you know, because it's all done with bridges from this place to that. So right. there's not a lot of just passing. You sort of go from one tower to the next. So you come to a place called Smoke and Mirrors. Okay. I was going to get us some more diamonds in case for resurrection necessity. Do you mind if we stop momentarily, Hulk? Not at all. I'm going to continue like eyeing every gnome that walks past me. <laughs> <laughs> just being hyper paranoid. Especially the shopkeep, right? Like You never know. Right. It should be everywhere. Hello, my name is Broden. Thank you for coming into the Smoke and Mirrors. Diamonds, you say? Yes, it, I'm for reagent for healing magics. Is it 300 and loose diamonds? Is that how it is? 300 is for the fast one that I can do within a minute. 1,000 for actual resurrection from the dead. He has one of each. You could do the 300 loose and then the 1,000 single diamond. Perfect. She'll take that. So I'll spend another 1,300 gold off of that. Was there anything else in here of interest? 
as the storekeeper is looking through his inventory to find some stuff, we're going to have these forges melt down these knock daggers, right? Oh, of course. I want them destroyed. Every one of them okay. I can get out of the world is a victory against knock. Okay. He has some common potions like healing and climbing potions. Mm-hmm. He does have one superior healing potion. It's pretty pricey, you know, 2500 Okay. And he has wizard scrolls. And then he does have an item, and he's, he's kind of excited to show it to you. He calls them Poggins Polished Piercers. They're gnomish goggles. They have dull metallic frames, blue-black lenses, and they bring everything into focus. They act as eyes of the eagle. Interesting. But those are going for 1,600 gold. All right. So other than the superior healing potion, he just has regular mother's milks? Yeah. Uh, how much is he charging for the regular of those? Asking for 60. Okay. So I'll take two of the regulars. Okay. So we'll do the 120 off. Uh, Hog, do you have any interest in these goggles? Yeah. Yeah. And even if I don't want to come, maybe your brother could see a few things with them. <laughs> All right. Do you want to purchase them, or do you want me to? I'll, I'll do it. All right. 16? Yeah, 1,600 gold. Oh, wow. Does this look like a scratch on this lens? <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to negotiate with him? Yeah. Should probably go poorly. And roll your persuasion? <laughs> this will go very poorly. Oh, boy. <laughs> I might have insulted his mother. <laughs> Again with you, man. Uh, that's an eight. Uh, you know, I feel like that's a fair price. I, I, I'll sell them <laughs> if you don't buy them. Fair enough. 16 it is. Thank you very much. We'll make our way back out. I'll kind of lean over to hold. I'll be negotiating the ingot price, I believe. Yes, yes, please yeah. do. Excellent. Hold, are you wearing the goggles? Yeah, I'm going to put them on. Yeah, they make everything really super clear. It's kind of got a dark leather strap. It's got kind of like surprising elasticity. It just straps right on your head and feels pretty comfortable. And there's, you're kind of messing with them. And there's actually a switch on the <laughs> side, and it sends out like a pale blue light from your goggles. It's, it's really not very useful necessarily, especially with your low light, but it's kind of a fun huh. option he didn't <laughs> tell you about. You can turn on your headlights if you want to. Ah, interesting. This could be helpful eventually. Congratulations on your purchase. Now, where's that forge? I might be able to see it from over here. <laughs> <laughs> As you're walking along, there's some other gnome that has lit up glasses, and you look at each other for a minute, and it's sort of awkward, <laughs> like we're wearing the same thing. As we walk past, I whisper to Zan and say, I make this look better. <laughs> <laughs> She'll nod in agreement. <laughs> you find the forge, is this big open, I mean, it's still a tower, but it's it's got this open floor. So it's open on four sides, held up with arched pillars. The forges in the middle, there's those bellows that you'd seen previously that work themselves. And Glimp and Finken greets you. Mr. Finken? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like I've lost your name. That's fine. We've only met once. Uh, my name is Anafia Amastasia. This is Holgriba. 
Uh, we were with the group before asking about the bellows. Yes, yes. Found what I, you're looking for. We did, and actually a little bit more. Uh, we have some raw material you might be interested in. I don't know if you have the capacity to take on some purchasing of raw material. I use raw materials. What do you, what do you have there? <laughs> I'll be ready, and she'll kind of look over to Holg, and they'll open up and start just dumping, dumping. Like bar sure. after bar after bar, stacking them up as she goes along, of mithril right. and adamantine. Oh, I've seen those kinds of bags before. Those are cool. <laughs> they were very useful for getting all of these down from the forge up north. Mm. So they came from a forge up north? There was an old enchanter school north of Rontaman. It's been long abandoned, taken over by elementals, but uh, we huh. managed to find the forge itself and cleaned it out of its supply of its more lucrative materials. Oh, well... Maybe I should send some people up there and see what else we find. There are quite a few dangerous creatures and traps involved. I'm not sure whether or not they have been permanently set off or not, but make sure they travel with care and perhaps with some professionals. Well, I can absolutely take these off your hand, and he, you know, he offers 11500 We would negotiate up to 1350 Go ahead and roll. Persuasion? Yeah. Twenty-two. Uh, how about twelve fifty? Sounds like a fair price. Shake hand on it. Make a religion check for me, Zan. Oh, sure. Eighteen. You notice a few symbols in this building that bring up a memory from your childhood, and then you realize that there's somebody working on a forge across the way, wearing a leather apron. You know, he just looks like a smith, but there's a couple of symbols that match those things. A word comes to mind, and you remember the fallen god of the forge, Fulgum, and you wonder if this place isn't dedicated to that. And only one guy has these symbols on him? or Yeah, the sim there's symbols mixed into the room oh, okay. on the inside of the forge, etched into the walls and things like that. Yeah, just the one guy has those symbols on him. You get to feel like it might might be his version of vestments. Oh, so it's like on his clothing. It's not like a tattoo or something. It's just... No, yeah, it's on his clothing. Okay. So as he's counting out the coin and taking the ore away, and I'm assuming Holg is pocketing the cash, she'll make her way over to this gentleman and bother him for a moment. Excuse me, Smith? Uh, yes. Yes, young lady. I'm sorry. Are, are, are these symbols... Fulgum? Ah, are you schooled in the religious arts? Well, I, I'm a Lucite cleric, so yes. Hmm, yeah, I've met a few Lucites in my day. <laughs> I, I just hadn't seen these symbols since I was a child. How long have you been, I guess, worshipping him? Well, I spent some time under the mountain, and there are still practitioners among the dwarves. And so I found my calling there. But it's been a good couple of decades. We don't do a lot of missionary work or anything like that, so I don't have a great following here. But we do our part. Tommy Knock Armentrout, pleasure to meet you. Xanafi Amastasia, pleasure. How long did you live under the mountain? Oh, probably three decades, somewhere in that realm. Spent some time fighting against the orcs with the dwarves. Adgood? Oh, 
You've heard of Adgood. We've run into some of his scouts. Hmm. Speaking of the fallen gods, he's a follower of Zotan. Some people believe that he actually is the avatar of Zotan. We've seen some of the symbols of that as well. The red hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bloody hand. This is very unusual. You aware of the events of Night's Day? There's been talk. Were you out west here? No, I was in Lucidum. Hmm. Well, I'm glad to see that you came out okay. That's to be argued, I suppose. It seems as many of the old gods are slowly returning to the world now. My apologies if your symbolism sparked some curiosity within me. I... Oh, I, I appreciate the candor. While I have your just attention for a moment, do you by any chance know what this is? And she'll reach into her satchel and pull out the dwarven brooch. May I? Of course. And she'll hand it over to him. Well, he says this is uh, not completely uncommon, but it does say friend in, in an old dwarven dialect. In the proper place, this might actually be useful if someone were to see you wearing it. Just under the mountain or elsewhere? Well, under the mountain or in the presence of people from Nesalvardak, the, the mountain kingdom. All right. It's a nice trinket to hold on to. You never know when things might come in handy. If I may bother you for one more task, and I'll pay you for it, and she'll reach into you know her coin purse and pull out 175 gold. Could you destroy these things for me? And she'll pull out all three of the knock daggers. Destroy them? Yes. Is that an eclipse? Yes. These are instruments of darkness and need to be destroyed. And my apologies, I need to watch you destroy them. Well, I'm not bashful. So she'll give him the money, and she'll watch those things melt down to ash. Okay. He actually has kind of a tithing box, and so like he sort yeah. of just says, go ahead and put it in there. She'll load it up. He really spends a little time looking at it first. You know, He's just curious, right? He wants to know how it was made. He does say as he starts to melt some things down, he says there was blood in the creation of this, wasn't there? Yes. And she's kind of looking very somber about it. Says that's pretty standard among Shadowfell items. I wonder if the creator is from there or somehow they came from that plane. She just kind of nods to that a little bit, but keeps watching as hopefully sure. he destroys all three of them. Yeah, and it doesn't take him long, and he's kind of he does a little bit of a blessing on them as well, which is kind of fascinating just to see his traditions because they're very rare in the realm. Yeah. Does the job. Okay. Wrecks them, and he turns them into one small ingot and says, do you want the metal? No, destroy it. Let's just give sure. him her own blessing and move back over to Hold. Are we ready? Yeah, I feel better with those daggers gone. Me as well. Do you have any other business in town before we leave? No, that was pretty much it. I suppose we see the mage before we leave town and then get out of here. Hopefully he'll find us. If we're already on the move, I'll have to let him know as such. But Yeah. All right, we'll make our way to the dome. You don't get too far out of it, and Zan, you actually have a sending, and it's from Max Torian. Okay. 
And he says, Zan, there is a Pyrian chapel in Rontaman. There's a sending stone there. I need to talk to you. Sendings aren't going to do it. So Hulk sees Zan stop in her tracks and she's looking around as, and you can kind of tell it's her usual look as she's trying to understand what's going on in her head. Gotcha. She looks over well, at Hulk for a second and goes, the Pyrians want to speak to me. I have to find their chapel. Do you want to come with or do you want to go to the dome? I can meet you there. Uh, I'll come with. All right. So we'll detour. Try to find this okay. chapel. Kind of end up in a few different places, but you're used to that here. So you come to a tower that does say Pyrian Chapel above it. Pyrian is spelled wrong. <laughs> and it looks more like a workshop. It's like a workshop turned church. There are several guns just sort of in plain sight. One of the gnomes in the middle of the place is tinkering with something. It looks like he's maybe cleaning a gun or working on building a gun or something like that. And when you walk in, he says, Welcome, clergy, I see. I am. I can't speak for my friend here. Oh, yes, yes, I can see that. (laughs) What can I do for you? I was contacted by a member of the Pyrian Church in Fire's Heart. He told me to come here and access a sending stone to speak with them. Oh, yeah, I've got a sending stone here. Connects to the stores of knowledge. You aware of those? Yes, I've recently left there and made my way this direction. They were doing some research for me and were going to hopefully give me some good news. Let me find it. And he digs around and you know, he's got <laughs> this mess going on back there and he pulls this little stone out. Kind of a red stone. It looks a lot like the scribing stone that Holg had had. Sure. And well, I don't, I don't know about that actually, but yes. that's what Hulk thinks anyway (laughs) and just sets it out and he says all you you gotta do is put your hand on it and start talking and somebody will answer the other side wonderful thank you there doesn't seem to be like a lot of privacy in this area but she won't leave the church with it so she'll just kind of find a little out of the way place to the expectation is obviously that you don't walk off with it but it's no no but he kind of goes back to work must trust you because you're clergy talking to clergy Fair enough. So she'll put it on a table with Holg on the other side and go, all right, I'm going to speak to whoever over there is going to talk to me and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And she'll put her hand on it and start talking. Hello? There's a little bit of a back and forth for a minute because apparently this stone is just kept in the stores. And so you kind of wait 20 minutes or so in between somebody saying, oh, I will get Max Torian for you. We won't gotcha. run through that, but that's the idea, right? It's not immediately there, but he comes to it. He says, you know, every once in a while we get reports about what's going on in the Lucite lands. And I think that you'll be interested in some of the things that I've been reading in the last couple of days. And it was just too much stuff to try to do over ascending. And so I'm glad that you're on some there's been some things going on in your church. Seems that your family is a little bit involved. All right. She's got a very worried look on her face. He is going to read you this news that's given to the clergy there to keep them up on what's happening among the Lucites. Okay. The gist uh-huh. of it, you know, he says, you know, that Pope Pius has passed. We talked about that while you're right. here. And it seems that things were being held off because of this card whose injury won't go away well it seems that they 
kind of made some decisions. And so this is the gist of what he tells you as he reads it off. When Zan's using this stone, I'm only hearing her side of the conversation. I think that makes sense. I'm going to reach out a finger and place a finger on the stone to see if I can hear the other half of this. I don't know if it affects only one person or... You know, we're going to say this one works. We're going to let you listen in. All right. I'm not saying they'll all act that way, but this one (laughs) one apparently does that. Fair. Fair. It's my curiosity. Yeah. Sure. I'm only hearing half of a conversation now. I need to hear... And Zane, you're okay with that? She'll kind of be a little bit wary of it as he does it because she isn't sure what the reaction is going to be. Like if it will switch to him and not her, but then once it's in and he's like nodding that he can hear everything, then she'll be fine with it. So there was a divide within the order of light. It was fueled by Bishop Castaman, who was one of the holy centuries, the council of bishops. And many among the order within Lucidum specifically believed that the order needed to tighten its grasp on the populace in order to weed out corruption. While others, who apparently were led by the newly appointed Bishop Commander Duet, disagreed with that assessment. So, after months of political posturing and fending off decisions in the hopes of Card's recovery, Castaman brought in the leaders of the Keepers and the Lightbearers, and he used an ancient provision in the Lucite Code of Laws, and with the support of the governor bishops from Briam, Fermius, Prince Holm, and Woodsend, they elected Bishop Silas Contrari, who is now known as Pope Prudence. Contrari. They then formed a separate order. Uh, effectively, your order has been split in two. They formed what, what they're calling the Order of Law. It is actually led by Bishop Castaman himself, and they reorganized the Bishop's Council into what they're calling the Council of Legates, with Pope Prudence as their figurehead. Each legate represents a different order within the church. There are four that are represented. The leader of the order of law is Bishop Castaman. Like I said before, they're calling him Grand Master Bishop. The light bearers are now on that list and they're led by Archmage Malix, who was in charge before. The keepers are represented on that group and they are led by Archbishop Pastor, who was the leader of the keepers before. And then as far as the order of light, Bishop Card is being called Bishop Commander Card of the Order of Light. So technically he's in charge. But at this point, he's more or less in a coma. In the meantime, they have nominated Vicar. That's the title they're giving it for Mm -hmm. somebody that's standing in. Vicar Galred Athoria is acting as his surrogate in the meantime. And then he tells you it gets a little bit worse. I don't know how, but all right. He says, according to Lucidum officials, Bishop Commander Duet organized a coup against the new regime, and he and many of his followers were killed in the attempt. Monsignor Tharaval Amastasia is said to have been among the insurgents, but he has since fled into hiding. Around that same time, Monsignor Teeter Wolnir, the lead administrator at the Keeper's Temple, was attacked and left for dead in the streets of Lucidum. He was saved for now, but his wounds are resisting healing, much like those of Bishop Card. He does say too, he has one more document and he says, at least this is something 
that I can give you that isn't all terrible news. Archbishop Pastor, the head of the Keepers, mm -hmm. he has since transferred Monsignor Luxelay Bellin to the Keepers Temple in, in Lucidum. She was in charge of the one in Princeholm. And despite her brother Tharable's status, Serial Amastasia has been promoted to Monsignor and put in charge of the Keepers Temple in Princeholm. Small comfort, but all right. I'm really sorry for all of this news being dumped on you, but I thought it was important that you no. heard it, and I was guessing that your family wouldn't be able to give you as much information while you were still in Rontem, and it seemed like this was something I could do for you. No, that's, that's wonderful, Max. Thank you. You hang in there, you rein that brother of yours in. I'll try. I don't think it'd be a good idea to go running off to Princeholm right now. No. Thank you. And she'll let her hand off the stone. Back away from it a little bit. Well, that was a bit to digest. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of rubbing her eyes and her temples and just taking it all in. So, Zan... Mm. She seems distracted. <laughs> he mentioned Walnir. That's yes. Merck's family. Yes. Do we have any idea how trustworthy that Walnir is? Merck has made mention of him being trustworthy, that he was worried about him and his sister being attacked. So, I'm going to have to deliver that news to him. Hmm. But the upheaval of everything else and Tharval's disappearance, Duet being killed, the complete restructure, I don't... And now Athoria is in charge of the Order of Light. I don't know if I will be welcome back in Lucidum after this. Lucan either. Oh, that's a bit of a problem. I mean, they're going to have to let you in after we save the world yet again. <laughs> Not if in order to do that, we have to burn them to the ground. All if right. we need to do that, we can do it. You have that kind of faith? We're a scrappy bunch. <laughs> perseverance tends to be one of our traits. It's going to take a little more than scrap and perseverance. I know, and a lot of fire. She'll pick up the stone and take it back over to the priest. Thank you. Much appreciated. I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. Brother Kalamop Armentrout. Nice to meet you. Brother Kalamentrout? Santa Fe Amastasia? Thank you so much. Appreciated. Let's make her way out of there. And now she's definitely on like a marching path towards the camp. Whoa, do we need to like, get some food? Get a drink? You want to stop and socialize at a time like this? I have to deliver news. I mean, a good stiff drink might make it a little easier. You make a point. All right. So we'll beeline off somewhere nearby. At the very least, let's get a to-go cup. And... <laughs> you and your to-go cups. I'm not a fan of stealing silverware. It's going to catch on. We'll make our way to an establishment, have a very stiff drink of whatever hard liquor they have available, and then make our way out to the East Gate. You have no problem going to the East Gate. Must be your mood, but you will yourself right to it. <laughs> that would be true. You have to talk to the guard for a minute. Or they say, oh, you're, you're with the, the encampment out there? All right, all right. And they kind of let you out. All right. So we'll all right. approach the dome. 
Bukan's asking Relop. So Relop, come on, you got to give this thing a name. I haven't discussed exactly what this creature's name is yet. But Hulk Jr. I will revenge on him a little bit. I will take that suggestion under advisement. <laughs> Just gonna speaking of which, Hulk Zan. Hello, everyone. Everything okay? Sure. How's the fire chicken? Good. Good. Hasn't named it yet. Hasn't set anything on fire either. Seems to be going on, Zan. I have information about Lucidum in the church. Things have changed. What's going on, Zan? Castaman's made his move. Card has slipped into a coma and precipitated a number of actions by Castaman. He's divided the Order of Light in two and split it with him on one side and Duet on the other. Split the Order of Light? Yes. And do that? He seems to have found a way. Using some of the older ancient laws, he was able to call a conclave to essentially restructure the entire church. The new pope has been elected, though, and it ended up being kind of the medium choice. Silas Contrari is the new pope. He is now Pope Prudence. But the other bishops are now part of a, of a different group. They're calling it the Council of Legates. Castamin is under a new order called the Order of Law. They want to tighten their grasp on the populace to weed out corruption. And Archmage Malix is keeping his position as leader of the Lightbearers. Archbishop Pastor is leader of the Keepers still, but the new Order of the Light Commander is normally supposed to be Card, but with him being in a coma, it's now Galrida Thoria. Commander Duet attempted to organize a coup against this regime, and him and many of his followers were killed. Duet is dead. Many of the other Order of the Light who wanted to combat against Castamin are now dead. Thargo, he was with them, but... Reports are that he survived the attacks and is now in hiding. I'm going to try to find out where he is and what's going on. I'm going to try to do a sending to him tonight after I'm done speaking with you here to find out what's going on. But Absolutely. You know anything about Ariel and Kaldrum at the moment? Kaldrum, no. The Lightbearers have seemed to fall in line with the new regime. They're going to stay where they are as part of this new Council of Legates, but... The Monsignor of the Keepers in Princeholm has been moved down to Lucidum, so Serial has been promoted, and she is the new Monsignor in Princeholm. That's, That's the only piece of good news I have, though. She's going to look over to Merck and say, Merck, Tedderwalnir was attacked in the streets of Lucidum. His wound won't be healed by magic in the same way that cards won't. I'm trying to find the solution to that problem. The stores of knowledge are already researching it for me. He's safe for now, but he's he's in the same position as Card, and Card is in a coma right now. Hmm. Well, seems like we need to go to Wood's End. Did you hear anything about mother and father? No, I didn't get any information about Prince Holm. Only the church. Max Torian sent me a message and gave me this report so that I could tell you what's going on with the church itself. Luke and I don't know if we can go back to Lucidum. It's not the same place it was when we left. 
have to go back to make things right. Going to Woods End is your solution. If anybody knows how to make those wins that don't hill, it's going to be there. And if you have the cause, then finding the solution is a lot easier. That makes sense. And if card can be healed, then this monsieur that's in charge of the Order of Light is out of power, which tips the balance. She just kind of nods to that for a moment. Anyway, I'm going to go try to speak with Tharaval, let you know what he says. Excuse me, and she'll just make her way out of the dome. As we're in the dome, I'm just going to look at the Khan and Merc and... Oh, yeah. Thieves Guild had a bunch of the uh, pick albums that we fought. We took care of them, though. To get the blood, at least. I, I'm going to hold up the bottle with the hand in it. We got some... Rontamon sounds like it might be infested with pit goblins at this point. I'm not going to rule it out. We've kind of got bigger problems at the moment, I guess. That's not good, though. Not good at all. We yeah. can't go searching every single person and going through and making them do a zone of truth and asking them if they're a pit goblin. <laughs> I yeah, I could tell you from personal experience, they're not fans of that. The morning won't come soon enough. Yeah, we should get rest. So I'll spend my last third level spell to send ascending to Tharval. It's Xanafia. Heard about everything. Are you alright? Are you safe? Where is Kaeldrum? What can we do? I'm safe. Kaeldrum's safe. It didn't come down the way they want to say it did. Stay safe. That was incredibly cryptic. <laughs> Zan's just incredibly overwhelmed with all of the news. And again, she's a little ways away from the dome. She just kind of collapses to her knees and cries for a while. And then we'll eventually compose herself and make her way back inside. Do I know how big this creature gets? when you did your research, they said it was about the size of a chicken and it is the size of a chicken. So you don't get the impression it's going to get much bigger. As a woodland gnome, I have the ability to speak to small and smaller creatures. Does this he's, constitute? He's small. Yep. I will kind of figure out the clicks and whistles. I'm just going to tell him that he needs to try to rein in the flame aspect as much as possible whenever we're near flammable items. When you said flame and flammable, he bursts up. <laughs> Alright. You mean this? Yeah. We need to we need to quiet that down unless you're hunting. Go ahead and make an animal handling again. A sixteen? You feel like he at least gets the gist of what you're saying? He's, you know, he's a day old, so he's, right, he's trying yeah. to make sense of things. Just trying to start him down the slightly less flammable path. <laughs> Just got to ruin all of our fun. Mark, in the middle of the night, you're woken up. Brother, brother, testing brother, are you there? When he says that, I go, I have seen what you and your organization is attempting to accomplish. 
I will bring the flame to you, your ways, knock, and his followers. And then put the ring back on. <laughs> no. Tight. <laughs> you get uh, no response, obviously. <laughs> the mental slamming of the door. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. All right. Morning. Nothing is on fire. Remy in gnome form is actually standing outside of your little hut in the morning. Oh, hey, hey. there. Morning, Remy. Why are you sleeping out here? I went to the inn and you weren't there. Xana was looking for you in there, boy. Is Relap in there? Yes, he is. Yeah, hey, Xana was looking for you. Relap, wake up. You know, uh, the lady from the mushrooms. The muckraker. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> Didn't you make a deal with her that if she helped you get to the asylum, you would buy her a drink? Do you believe that conversation occurred? I didn't exactly say when I was going to buy the drink, so. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Well, let me go ahead and start me. packing up. Here's a gold. Give it to that lady. Buy herself a drink. Oh. Okay. Thanks. Where's Renwell? Uh, he asked me to bring you to him. Do you have all the stuff? He said he was going to help you with some sort of forgy thing. And she looks back over to Relop. We'll be a little further down the road. That's fine. I can catch up to you. Okay. All right. I'll go meet Renwell. So then Remy brings you directly to the forge, the lucky anvil that you'd been at the previous night. Hold, where are you going to? No, I'm going to actually help with camp. To give her the hand, I'm assuming. Yeah. Runwell is there, and he's got some new robes on. The ones he wore before had eyes all over him. These have stars. She'll bow to him as she makes her way closer to him. Master Renwell? Good morning. I'm proud of you and your group for what you did. I hope the damage here wasn't too extensive. Well, largely because that eye was destroyed. It was important that it went, and... You all did your job. Is there any hint? Tell a few bards around here who was responsible. (laughs) Do what you must. We tend to not really seek fame, but it finds us anyway. Well, I know a little bit about that myself. (laughs) Yes, this is where you say, just remember to tell everyone it was the lights, champ. (laughs) (laughs) She knows how much that upsets everybody but you, so she's not going (laughs) to. (laughs) <laughs> a good point. He says, lay out the items here. If you give me a few minutes, I can get this done. So put everything he out. out. He puts a apron on like a smith, and he starts melting down the obsidian. He starts melting down the underlight steel and kind of works this blood in. It's funny because he actually has a separate vial, and he drains that hand somehow. It's like he holds the hand up, and it just shrivels like a mummy as the blood pours into the vial, you know, some sort of spell that he's casting or something. Yeah, it's not creepy at all. It's fine. <laughs> Just chucks the hand of the <laughs> into the wastebasket. Is there any insight you can give us into that undead army? The dark knight? The undead champion of theirs? He says interesting that we're doing this item for you to go to the Shadowfell because I think that there's a tie to that. Shadowfell has a very distinct tie to Nock, but there are other factions 
in the Shadowfell, some of which are undead. What do you know of the Shadowfell? I know that it's a place of darkness in which your powers of light will be certainly useful to you, but they may not always act the same way as you're used to. You may have to recognize a change in the rules when you're there. Are you speaking from experience? Most of my experience, I, and I was there as a, as a younger gnome long ago, but most of my powers have never been in that realm of light. And so I would say it's more secondhand knowledge in some ways. Don't expect it to be a quiet place of shadow in which there's nothing there. There are denizens, there are people of the Shadowfell that live their lives just like we do here. Are any of them to be trusted? In my experience, no. It'll be a dangerous place to be. She nods at that as an almost certainty. Changing topics temporarily, she'll reach into her satchel and she'll pull out the dwarven brooch again. Tell me what this means. I saw you wearing it the other night. That looks a lot like mine, doesn't it? It does. Where did you get yours? He kind of goes back to work and he says, If you're ever in a place in which dwarves seem to be the enemy, that might help in some cases. Specifically if they are dwarves that value old tradition. It's a little bit of superstition more than anything, but sometimes superstitions turn out to be true in my experience. Is there anything else she was going to ask? I can't think of anything. I think that'll be it. So we can just let the fort get made. He hands it to you, and it's you know it's got one handle and two prongs. The handle is made of that steel, but the two prongs, one side is made of the steel, while the other is made of the obsidian. And he says, when you're ready, this should do the trick. Just don't expect to walk into a place, like I said before, where there's no one there, because most scholars that I run into believe it to be this shadowy, empty place, and it is not hand it over that's good advice thank you and try not to be too hard on Pagavan. he was actually a great help in fire's heart yeah he and i are talking we had a little heart to heart during the battle i brought him in for a little assistance you would have enjoyed the show (laughs) the next time you speak with him please give him our regards i will thank you is there anything else you need from us I'll just be happy to hear the tale someday. We'll see if it gets told. Remy's like, me too! (laughs) She kind of like tossles his hair, which is strangely like petting a dog. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't bother him at all. No. (laughs) Because now she's seeing him as a dog, not as a gnome, even though that's the form he's taken. (laughs) Alright, well, I hope to be able to tell it to you someday. Goodbye to both of you. Thank you so much for your help in this city. And she'll make her way out. The other group has started to move on. If you trot, you'll catch up with them. Yep, so get on Sienna and take off. But everything goes, Anne. It's been made. Good. We'll be ready for the ritual when we're ready to go there, but for right now we have more business on this plane than that one. Merc just seems to be uh, staring at the horizon. He doesn't really seem to be focused at the moment. So are we going to Wood's End or to the Border Wood and then Wood's End? Woods Inn is next to the Boar's Wood, so to get to one, you have to go to the other. 
If you go east the way Relop is talking and just kind of follow the hills and hug the Ungrak Peaks to the north, you would end up relatively far north of Wood's End. You'd end up in the Borderwood first, but again, it's quite a ways away. I mean, we could try to stay more south, but to get to Wood's End, we have to go to the Borderwood. And would we, would we want to travel to Wood's End by the main roads, or are we planning on sneaking into the city? How are we going to approach taking Asher down? What is our plan? Well, our first plan is that we have to get information. And I happen to know a handy little bard in Wood's End. Sergeant Tim Stamper. Who's that? An old associate of mine. He will surely help us. So we have to sneak into the city so that no one knows we're there. Well, perhaps we can send him a coded message and he can come visit us outside. Alright. And we gather information and figure out what the status of the city is and how we're going to infiltrate? Yep. Worst case scenario, we send the fire chicken in to set the church on fire. Let's put a pin on that plan. Keep that as plan Q or something. The area here is very hilly. There are little groupings of trees, and every time you come near one of them, relop, that bird likes the trees. It really wants to go to the trees, and you have to kind of talk him down. Just promise him plenty of fire when we camp at night. Start collecting little caches, firewood. A few days go by, right? Like, there's not a lot out here. You don't run into any giant issues. Just rolling hills. There are some mountains off to the left. They're far away. And it becomes kind of normal at night for the fire ibis to start the fire. You make a little nest for him, and he crawls in, and the fire starts to blaze. And he just kind of nestles himself in there. He likes it. That's one way to keep him at bay. I think he's starting to get the hang of what he can do. Khan's pretty fascinated by the bird and kind of watches it. Zane seems half frightened, half concerned about this bird. It's not burning me. I'm fine with it. Merc would like to try to cook some eggs over it. (laughs) It's the end of the third day. And the travel has been a little tedious, just hills, mountains off in the distance. Mountains don't get any closer. And Zan, in the middle of the day, on your horse, you get ascending, and it's from Cole. From Cole, okay. He says, Zanafia, I have finished some research. It's not definitive, but I think I have a lead for you. I think that the answer is with the elves. He's going to send you a couple times, but that's his initial sending. How do you know which elves? Is it a magic? Is it a medicine? He says, I'm not 100% sure, but every story that I find dealing with a wound that will not heal involves elves. Over the course of the next couple days, he kind of keeps sending to you. Okay. You know, he uses a, f- a few sending spells to try to clarify what he's saying. But here's the deal. Effectively, what he tells you is, and again, he doesn't have an answer exactly, but he says everything that he's found leads to the Great Wood. So he finds the story of Barrett the Bloody, the first orc, who apparently was a sylvan hero that became involved with a romance with the Fey Lady of Summer and, you know, was sort of turned into what he became. 
But that story involved this spurned lover wounding him in a way that never healed. There's also a story of the Green Knights and the Elven Queendom, uh, and it uses the term Edhalon. And he says that Edhalon apparently is the name of some ancient kingdom. But he talks about two orders. One order was effectively the Order of Viridi, and the other order was the Order of Arsa. Viridi was the nature god. Arsa was the god of science, part of the Tenebrous Trinity. Right. In the story, the Green Knights effectively betrayed Arsa and slaughtered them to the last elf and then were wounded with these lesions on their skins and each eventually died a slow, agonizing death. There's also a mention of these pools in the Great Woods somewhere called the Pools of Delail. And they are secluded in the deep wood. They're pools that are legendary fountains of health, ponds of cool, clear water that can cure any disease, close any wound, regardless of the curse involved. And so everything that Cole runs into always seems to go back to the Great Wood and the elves or fey, basically. So he doesn't have a great answer for you exactly, but it certainly gives you a direction. Right. She'll thank him profusely for giving her at least something to start on and to obviously let her know if he finds anything else. Will do. Merc, we might have an answer for the wound for Tedder and for Card. Well, that's good. It's going to require meeting with the elves and finding some sort of mystical healing pools in the Great Wood. Relop, do you know anything about those? There's stories of the elves in the Great Wood, but... They said they'd be giant pools of cool, clear water that could heal any disease and close any wound. Can they be transported, or do the individuals have to go there? Unclear. I would hope if we could find it, we could fill some containers with that water and bring it with us. Yeah, I hope so. But everything involving wounds that will not close seem to involve the elves in one way or another, so it sounds like we have to make our way up there at some point. Right. I'm not saying now, but just keeping it in mind. You did say that you probably aren't going to be welcome back home anytime soon, so it just gives us another destination. Hmm. But if Card is dying a slow, agonizing death, I want to give him as much relief as I can. There's that. It'd be nice to know how far into the Great Woods that circle is. I don't know. We would have to use it and find out where we ended up. The problem with that is it's a one-way trip. If it's too far, then we're screwed. We can bring a circle back here, can't we? We're further away than when we started. Relap, do you have access to circles closer to the middle of the realm? I should be able to transport wherever we need to go. Alright. Yeah, so let's just keep going the way we're going. When we're ready, we can just go up to the elves. And if we need to retreat quickly from Wood's End for one reason or another, at least we have some place to go. See, we're already getting a plan. But I'll do everything I can to save Tedder. I'd appreciate it. He saved my life once. He seems like a good man. Yeah. I don't know where Asher came from. Family's a weird thing. Asher is, you know, having what I am guessing is a rather privileged life as a noble, and he decides he still wants more. 
Ambition's one thing. He uh, seemed more bent on cruelty. Mm. He tried to justify it using either privilege or weak excuses. Like he would uh, torment wasps and it was okay because they were harmful creatures. They deserved it. But did they? They were just being what they are. We need to just handle your brother. So what? Put it in it mildly. <laughs> Look how good you have it, Zan. Look how good it's I have it? brother in the world. Oh. No, I'm, I'm aware how lucky I am on a lot of fronts when it comes to family. Do I have any time to, like, finish translating that book at night? And there's there anything... Hey, any other with it. Yeah, is there any other mention of like any other family member being involved? You do not find anything about other family members. You find a section that is perplexing at first and you spend a little extra time with it. But you find a section that talks about somebody named Fothil. Apparently, he's been in contact with somebody named Fothil that is in charge of people they call themselves the Guadream. It's a little bit unclear as to what exactly their location is or what is the deal with these people. But there's a note at the bottom on one of the pages that actually says the word Rogadag. And it's not clear as to why, but there's some sort of connection apparently between these people called the Guadream and their leader named Fothil and Rogadag. Okay. At the very least, what you get out of it is that Fothil is somebody that he has worked with or made bargains with. Okay. During one of the nights when we were camping, after I've kind of processed that for a little bit, I would mention that uh, I found an excerpt where he had been dealing with the Quadrim, and they're somehow worshippers of Ragadan. It wasn't great on the details. Make history checks, maybe see if something history? comes out of that. 13. <laughs> Three. Yeah, nobody nobody really knows that. So you're saying these people worship that new. demon beast thing? It's what I gathered from the excerpt. It wasn't long on details. He has been trading with them information or parts, who knows. It's some sort of alliance, it seems. It did give the leader's name. His name is Fothil. Does it say where they can be found or where they're located? No. And do we know what they're trading for and what they're giving him? It's more about the alliance and this individual, not so much about the actual activity. We killed Rogadag, right? I don't think we did. For an Emirate, didn't they refer to themselves as, as the Shadow? And then we saw those murals in that Venifer temple. Like and their everlasting we, gods. But there was a hunter that's always chasing him, the hunter that we helped. Right. But didn't he actually directly refer to himself as the shadow of? So, the shadow chased the other shadow, but not the actual creature. I don't think we actually saw Ragadad. I don't think we actually saw whatever that hunter's name was. Gebadir. Maybe he has followers? Ones that would attack these followers of Ragadag? Stands to reason. If only we could know what their names were and where they were. <laughs> oh, you know, the next inn we're in, let's just start asking people if they worship old forgotten deities of hunting <laughs> and 
may not be in an inn for a few months, buddy. <laughs> Get used to my company. <laughs> Great. Every night that we're out, I'm going to try getting the Ibis to set fire to the campfire by telling him it's called fuel and see if he can associate fuel with start the campfire sort of thing. As you pass groupings of trees, he says, fuel? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not fuel. (laughs) Not yet. The name of Johnny. That's his name. about Johnny? I'm a fan of Lawrence. (laughs) Just ask him what his name is. Talk to him anyway. I'm going to call him Lawrence. Lawrence the Fire Ibis? It's got a ring to it. So Larry the Fire Guy? Uh, just as an FYI, Mark, as we pass like 10 days, the morning of the 10th day, Zan will prepare gentle repose and reuse it on Dimmo's body over and over again, just as okay. we travel. So after 10 days has passed and Zan has cast this spell and Reluk keeps talking about the fact that you're supposed to find the Flume River, which everybody knows runs into Princeholm. You could follow the Flume south to Princeholm. So once you hit that, at least it'll give you an idea of where you are, but you haven't hit it yet. We come up to a small forest. You have to go through it or around it, but going around it would probably add a few hours to your time. What's a few hours, I suppose, but do we have any reason to go right through it? Not scared of forests, are we? Hmm? <laughs> How are we thick is it? Does it look like a bad idea to travel through it? No, not necessarily. I mean, you might have to be careful with the horses. You could get the horses through, but mobility might be a little bit limited. There's nothing to be afraid of in the trees. The birds have been good, so I guess we don't have to worry about a forest fire. And if there is something <laughs> really bad in here, we just set it all on fire, right? <laughs> Preferably <laughs> not with us in it. <laughs> I like this plan. Alright, start moving through. Again, it's all autumn colors. It's pretty beautiful. There's a few little critters that move around in the underbrush. Just about halfway through... So you're probably about an hour in. You probably have another hour to get out. Everybody roll their initiative. Alright. I got a 14. Story of my life. Got an even dozen. I got a 13. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> we got a 14, 13, and a 12. That's pretty good. Lucan, what'd you get? 19. So right under hold, right? Dudes are supposed to be going before me. All these magical items are making me slow. <laughs> even though I have one that makes me fast. Yeah, right? The accumulation is even slowing that down. So imagine how much slower you would have been without that. <laughs> so, moving through the small wood here, and suddenly, gunshot goes off. Ooh. And it goes off in short succession. There's multiple shots. They're coming from probably about 60 feet away from you. As soon as it goes off, you'll see kind of where the flash is. The guy's using a tree for cover. It's rough terrain to move. You'll move sort of half distance. So hold a bullet hits a tree next to you. Zan, the same thing happens where a bullet just slams into a tree. Lucan. A bullet hits you for 17 piercing, and then it explodes and does another 14 fire damage. Jeez! 
Relap, you get 17 piercing as well, and then 19 fire damage when the bullet explodes. So basically just bam, 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 these four shots ring out. Two of them connect for quite a bit of damage. You can see a guy, again, he's about 60 feet away, and he's using a tree as partial cover. He's sort of this ranger type, it looks like from afar, but he's using this pistol shooting between these two trunks. Hold, you're going first. Remember, it's rough terrain. Mm-hmm. You've got about 60 feet to cover if you want to get close. Uh, I can move, and then I'll use my bonus action for dash. That will be my go then. You didn't want to do your other action to dash again for another extra 15? So yeah, 45 then. All right, Lucan. Lucan's going to um, reach out, touch Zan, and give her a shield of faith. So a light glow shimmers around her, and that's a bonus action for that spell. And then he's going to yell, um, cover! And then he's going to pull his sword out, light it up, and start charging in with the horse as fast as he can. That's it. So the horse is still going to have to go half speed. How fast do they go, though? 60s? Yep, they're 60. Moving 30? Right. Moving as right. much as I can. So you're 30 up. 45 for whole Xan? I'm assuming there's like trees nearby us for places where we can take cover if we need to? Yeah, yeah, there's trees all over here. You're okay. standing in the woods. So she's going to do a quick dismount of Sienna, hit her, get her away from the fight, roll to a tree, yell out to Relop, nothing dangerous in these woods, right? And then she'll just lean around the corner and Sacred Flame the guy. He'll benefit nothing from cover because of Sacred Flame. It is a 17 dexterity save for him. You cast it, and a dome of energy shows around him, Okay. and it stops the spell. Okay. You can't see it initially, but as soon as you cast the spell trying to get into where he is, you see that there's something protecting him. She'll curse under her breath. Merc! I'll have the horse do a dash action, which is basically just charging forward as fast as I can. Now I'm going to go kind of diagonally, trying to get it around to like kind of a flanking position. So I'm not like fighting through the trees, I'm fighting back across him, back into the trees. And then, depending on the angle and everything, I'll pull out the pistol and take a pot shot, because that's going to go well. <laughs> Gunfight! Got a seven! I'm pretty sure I miss. Bing! Just ricochets. Alright, reel up. I just saw the spell that Zan cast hit some sort of shield. Yeah, you saw it too. Do I have any clue as to how far away from that guy the shield kicked in? It didn't seem horribly far from him. You think it might just be a dome around him? When I get hit, I'm going to use my gnome ability of fade away, turn invisible, and cast Dimension Door 62 feet forward directly behind him that's my turn invisibility kicks off after my turn but hopefully i arrive without much notice four more shots go off this guy just like goes bam 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 he starts at the left and just kind of rolls his way lucan and zan end up getting bullets that hit trees next to them hulg and merc are going to take some damage used by uncanny dodge um, Hulk, you end up taking 18 damage. That's halved. Okay. A little bit of fire, a little bit of piercing, but I don't think it matters much for you. 
Merc, you take a shot for 14 piercing, and then it explodes for 15 fire. Boom, 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 boom. Hulk, it's your turn. All right. You are within 15, which would get you exactly to him with just yep. a simple move. Do that and take a swing on him. And that is AC 13. 13 will miss. All right. And then I'll use my offhand. And that is a 10. All right. Comes in. Bam, bam. And the guy kind of moves back and forth. He's got this studded leather armor on. He's holding this black iron pistol. And he just backs out of the way a little bit. He's still keeping the trees, though, right? He's careful to make sure he doesn't give up his cover. Lucan, it's your turn. I'm going to keep going forward with the horse, but I want to use my command spell. Can I tell him to throw and have him throw his gun? <laughs> How far are you moving at this point? I don't know. I'm, it's 60 feet is the spell, so... You could close. Are you doing it while you're approaching? Are you getting up to uh, him and commanding him? How's this going to look? As I'm going forward on the horse, I'll yell the command out. I'm going to say, uh, throw your weapon. When you say that, you see this little dome come to being for a second. Your words get stopped by whatever he's got protecting him. Mark, am I in that dome? Yeah, when it goes off. Thank you. Mark, <laughs> how, how close would I be now? Am I up on him now? Yeah, at the end of that, you're right up on him. You and Holg are in melee. Zan! Zan's going to spin out from behind the trees. She's going to generate radiant energy in her hands and fingers. She's going to pull him in front of herself and then look like she's attempting to rip something in half. Like she's trying to put her fingers in a doorway and pull him open. But it's all with this radiant energy. She's going to cast Dispel Magic at 5th level. So I will end any spell of 5th level or less. If it's more than 5th level, I get to do the role that uh, Relop usually does to counterspell somebody. But she's going to attempt to end the magical effect of that dome. Hey, sure. I forgot I have that spell now. We both have that. <laughs> okay, it's a 6th it's level spell. So I'm going to need an 11 or better. Uh, I only got a 7, so it's a 12. She's like trying to break this globe. You can see her trying to pull it, and it just stays in place. So what I would like to try to do is roll around the tree with the horse and pin him against it using the horse. Why don't you make our animal handling check? Yep, I knew that was coming. I love it. Lots of those tonight. I know. I great. got a 16, which is amazing. <laughs> so you get up there and sort of pin him and relapse sort of has to get out of the way. Out of the way. And uh, what are you doing beyond that? I'll reload my gun and point it at him and be like, we're not looking for a fight. Real up, it's your turn. Big horse with Merc on it next to you. He still hasn't noticed me. He hasn't done anything about it. I think at this point he might turn around. I'm going to pull out a lodestone and a uh, little dust. Point my finger at the back of his head and cast Disintegrate. <laughs> Holy moly. Right. Well, so much for the peaceful solution. It's a uh, dexterity 17 save. 80 points of force damage. So you slam him good, right? Like he hits the tree and just turns around almost instinctively, holds the gun up behind him and shoots right at you. Hits you with 21 piercing and 16 fire when it blows. It is now his turn. Four bullets go off again. He keeps cocking as he shoots and just it's super fast as he moves. He hits Relop twice. For 37 piercing and 36 fire. 
Lucan, you get hit with 11 piercing, 20 fire. Hold again, a bullet hits really close to you, but hits the tree. Relop is unconscious. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Relop's down. Mm. Boom, 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 boom. All this gunfire going off. Hold, it's your turn. All right. Well, this is just getting absurd. And it's going to continue. That is a 17. 17 does not hit. Okay. And my offhand is a 13. So I'm just... Yeah. Swinging right now. Swinging the sword while he's jumping around, trying to keep away from all these foes that have gotten to him. Lucan, it's your turn. You're looking down at him from your horse. I'm going to shove my sword into his clavicle, try to pin him to the tree. Oof. 14 to hit. Little miss. Then I'll take my second swing. Much better. 28 to hit. That'll hit. For 12 points of damage. Do I get close to pinning him? You jab him good, but he's still got his mobility. Zan, you're up. She's going to make her way as close as she can. She's going to dash forward and try to use trees to get interposed between her and him. Zan moves up. Merc, it's your turn. He's going to look at him and say, We weren't looking for a fight, but now you have one. And I am going to do channel divinity and use the vow of inimity. I have terrible pronunciation. That's a bonus action. It gives me uh, advantage for one minute against him. I will then take a swing with destiny. Does a 26 hit? Yes. And then we'll use menacing attack as part of that. 18 points of damage. And then he owes me a DC 16 wisdom save or be feared of me. He passed. And then I will take my second attack and does a 27 hit. Yes. You know what? Let's put a little spunk on that one and we'll do a divine smite on that one. Everybody else sees it flare up with fire when he hits. Yep. He takes a total of 25 points of damage. Wow. I will action surge and attack him again. Does a 21 hit. It does. And we'll do Divine Smite again. 20 points of damage on that one. That's going to do him. You want to describe it? I just stand up in the stirrups of the horse and using both hands just begin wheeling down at him and he's at his head and shoulders. And the last blow just cuts right in about where his ear is and cuts down into his neck. And then I drag the sword back and he falls to the ground forward. And then jump off and run over to Relop and Helm for 20. Khan says, there is no more need for me. I must go. (laughs) (laughs) So you're standing in this wood with this bloody human in front of you. He's got very distinctive studded leather armor. He's got this black pistol. It has some sort of runes on it when you look closely. He definitely had something going on. If you thought he could take on a group of five, what would you like to do? Well, let's take all the weapons off of him, and then Lucan says, I, th- I think I should heal him up so we can talk to him. No, leave him dead. Do I, I don't agree with that. To make that call. Does he have any sort of like marking insignias or anything? I can grow your perception. Uh, that is a 25. Pistol looks peering to you. Okay. 
Everybody says, "Be ready." I'm gonna cure. I'm gonna use cure wounds. Oh, why? Ah, whatever. <laughs> Just want to kill the dude and leave him out here. He attacked us. He picked no. this fight. No. We assume Asher sent him. Well, let's search his body. See if there's any kind of writ or anything of note. All right, so you're searching him before Lucan gets a chance to heal him up? Yes. Okay. He has uh, a red red stone on him. It looks like a diamond, but it's red. He does have some gold on him. He's got a gnomish fire starter, kind of like a Zippo. Some gold, some platinums. You find a vial of acid on him and some basic... You know, he's got an adventurer's pack sort of thing. He's got, like, rope and water skins, stuff like that. Black leather holster. It's embroidered, and it has quartz-studded stars on it. Looks like a constellation. And again, the gun looks special to you, and his armor is pretty nice. And in fact, it doesn't actually look damaged. It's leather-studded armor. The stitching on the, on it is interesting because the thread that stitches things is really large. Like, it's this very ropey look to it. It gives it a unique look. I'll take the 10 minutes it takes to cast detect magic. The stone that Merc pulled is magical. The armor is magical. The gun is magical. Well, everyone's doing their thing. I'm just going to go identify through everything. So it'll take about 30 minutes, basically. Yeah. What time of day is it right now? It's midday. It's maybe 2 in the afternoon. Right. Well, if we didn't find any writ or anything, then I'll kind of do last rites. The gun is named Judgment. It's a plus two pistol, and it's a blessed Pyrian weapon, but it actually acts as a plus three against tenebrous agents or fiends. It's made of dark steel with elemental runes that glow red-orange when fired. And if you hold it in your hand, you can light it kind of like a torch. You can light up the runes light things in front of you. The handle grip is a polished red wood. The armor is actually more interesting because it's actually plus three studded leather armor that once belonged to an Adeladan ranger from the days of the First Empire. Said to have been gifted to someone named Penren by giants. It's a fine suit of deep brown, almost black leather with symmetrical steel studs. And this stitching thread is unusually large, as if it might have been done by giant hand. So, plus two pistol, plus three studded leather armor. The stone, which looks like a red diamond, has a squiggle floating in the middle of it. Before Relot quite gets his hands on it, Merc, you're looking closely at it. And it takes you a minute to figure out which angle to look at. But the stone has this floating rune in the center of it some sort of writing and on close inspection it says Wolnir in lingual which bites at your stomach a little bit anytime you look too closely at this stone it kind of makes your stomach churn and it's a bloodstone the blood of a Wolnir has been used to create this thing and it allows you to sense the closest Wolnir if somebody else holds it it points to Merc Merc, if you hold it, you can sense where Prince Holm is.
Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com, for more great gaming content. Yeah. Um, did, did you remember to divvy up the body we have, too? Like, who gets what? <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to play patty cake. Relop and I, we're going to play patty cake in the dome. <laughs> we need to get back just to role play that for a minute. Don't let me play patty cake. No, you're not cool enough. Oh, I'll clean my sword. Alone. Preferably out of sight. Is that what the creature <laughs> calling it nowadays? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's carry this body around with us for the next few months. <laughs> <laughs>